Through the magic of audio editing and no help from a flux capacitor, this is Future Nessa. Thank you for going back and listening to our early episodes. Just a quick warning, when we started out, we only had one microphone and the sound quality wasn't very good. You will notice that for these first 10 episodes. But don't worry, starting with episode 11, the sound improves and is much easier to listen to. While we thought about re-recording these early episodes, we felt too much of the natural flow would be lost, so we decided to keep them as they are. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, and we hope you enjoy them as much as we enjoyed recording them. Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies, Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Sex apartment. I'm G. I'm Nessa. So we started this podcast because we really love hearing people's sexy stories. We've had a bunch of incredible adventures. Every time we talk with other people in the lifestyle, they love hearing our stories and sharing their own stories. And we really wanted to create a platform that would allow everybody we know to come on in and share their stories. And I think it's important to point out that we should keep them short and sweet. Typically in the lifestyle, a quickie isn't a great thing. But for this, we're going to keep it quick, keep it simple. So that way you guys can either move on to another podcast after you hear ours. Something to kind of pick you up as you're driving to work or going to pick up the kids from school. Even grocery shopping. The uh, place that we tend to record all of these episodes are... Home away from home, if you will. We call it the sex apartment. Or so it's been coined. That's true. I I wish I could have come up with that name myself, but a few of our friends have named it that, and everybody seems to love it, so it's stuck. It's stuck. (laughs) So with that... Welcome to the sex apartment. I figured the best way to start would be to go over how each of us got started. Now, typically when people share their big lifestyle origin stories, it's, oh, we were together and this happened. And for us, it's a little bit different because both of us entered the lifestyle at different times with different partners and have lifestyle experiences before we started our own journey and experiences. That's true. Yeah. Let's start with you, Nessa. (laughs) Back in your previous relationship, what actually got you guys heading in the direction of the lifestyle. So I was approached by my then husband with the idea of hot wifing. Hi, everybody. From time to time, we are going to chime in with quick thoughts that came up after we recorded. So when you hear this sound, 
That means we are jumping in with something extra we think you should know. So for those of you that don't know, hot wifing is when a husband encourages his wife to share herself with others, either while he watches or hears about it later. Now back to the podcast. He had maybe done some research and also had some fantasies about seeing me with other guys. It had started mostly as just kind of a fantasy that we played with in the bedroom, more more talk than anything, that had kind of snowballed into a more, should we make this a real thing? Now, was there something missing in the relationship at the time? Was there... How was... Uh... Okay. How was sex with your ex? How was the sex in general? In general, it was it was good. I can't complain about it. I think that in the moment, I felt everything was okay. I don't know that he felt the same way. That's kind of what spurred the talk of these fantasies. And we, we started down this path of just talking about fantasies. And then it, again, became something bigger. And then we started talking about making it become real and kind of started looking outside of our relationship to make those fantasies come true. Were these all his fantasies or did you have some fantasies you shared as well? I was raised very Catholic and I was very monogamous and I thought that I had to just be with him and be in the moment and just continue our relationship as it was. He kind of opened my eyes to something a little bit different and a little bit new. And it, it took a long time to come to terms with that because when he initially offered this as an option or maybe said that we should kind of look outside of our marriage, I was very hesitant. I was very dismissive. This was not something I was up for initially. I think it took over a year of just talking about it, just dabbling a little bit in research on, you know, Google, what is hot wifing, that kind of stuff to find out exactly what we were dealing with. And then the idea eventually did excite me. Were you researching or was he researching? <clears throat> Both of us were. We were, in fact, we were actually listening to several podcasts. We were doing a lot of just, you know, standard Google searching. And then we were looking for like clubs and stuff around town that would be a place to start. But we weren't sure. What were the fantasies centered around? Mostly around him being a voyeur, kind of the hot wife idea where I would be with a single male. He would sit back and watch. And then the idea would be that I come home to him and do like a whole reclaiming sexual experience, which is what he really looked forward to. He was not much into the whole cuck holding. He didn't want to be embarrassed or degraded. It was it was more about just enjoying watching me. When going through these <laughs> fantasies, was this something you guys would talk about while you were having sex or was this a build up to having sex? No, absolutely while having sex because it was something that initially threw me off. I was a little bit like, whoa, I don't want to get excited with the thought of somebody else. But then because it was kind of imaginary, it definitely made it more exciting. So we imaginarily brought somebody into our bedroom during our sex talk, our dirty talk. And that was actually a big turn on to me. That's what inched our way closer to making it become real. Now, did somebody have a name in particular or was it just... Uh... No, we never actually, we never gave the, the guy in our fantasies a name. 
as we moved closer to making it become real, there were several options. My ex at that time had talked to one of his good friends who was a single male and had said, hey, what do you think about fucking my wife? (laughs) And like... I need more friends. (laughs) While it might be an awkward situation for most, I think he was pretty close to this guy. And eventually down the line, I ended up switching Snapchats with this gentleman. We talked a little bit, flirted over Snapchat, over text message. Nothing really became of it, but it was really nice to kind of have that flirting experience with somebody when you've been married for a long time and you kind of... Uh, get out of that game and you don't really remember what it's like to feel wanted, to feel chased. That was something that I've forgotten about. Kind of at the same time that this was happening, I was also flirting very heavily with somebody at work. This was actually a conversation I had with my ex at one point was like, if we're going to do this and make these fantasies come true, maybe this would be a good option because I was very attracted to him and there had been some flirting back and forth. And so I knew going into it, I was, there would be no problem there because I was very attracted to this gentleman. Clearly he was very attracted to me in my opinion. We hit it off very well. Ex at the time knew him and he felt very comfortable with him and it wasn't like a creepy, weird situation. So from the first time that he brought up the, hey, I want to watch you fuck somebody, (laughs) to the time where you're like, all right, I'm okay, let's really consider this. How long are we talking? I mean, we're talking a year and a half. Like, this is a long time. Persistence pays off, guys. Don't push it, but keep the idea in the front of both of your minds. And keep it sexy. If there's a mutual spark, both of you will end up on the same page eventually. This was no nothing that happened overnight. This was not an idea that I jumped on at all. I wanted it only after I'd seen what it did in our bedroom life. It really improved things, being able to talk about another person. It was just a long time. You bring up the guy at work. How quickly is he all right with the idea of you interacting with somebody at work. He knew that I was very excited about this guy. He saw my excitement when I talked about him. So he was like, this seems like the right guy. However, he wanted to go sit down and talk to him. So they did. They made a plan to me. And awkwardly so, I had actually talked to this gentleman in an after work drinks situation about what me and my husband at the time were talking about. And he was down. (laughs) He was excited. And he said absolutely he would talk to him. And they had met. He vetted him in a way and made sure that he approved that. You weren't there for this vetting? No, I was not. No, I was not. And honestly, let let me tell you that whole day, I was so nervous. And for what reason? I have no idea. I just, I was just so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to go talk to them. And I thought for sure he'd be like, absolutely not. And I don't know why I just. <laughs> he goes, talks with him, vets him, clears it. I assume, well, obviously he clears it, I hope. Let's see. Yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> okay. He cleared it, yeah. All right, so he clears it. How long from when he clears it till he finally gives you the green light, let's go? 
Uh, it, it was that night. I was so excited to get home from work that day and talk to him and find out what had happened. And he said, oh my gosh, this, this couldn't be more perfect. This is the guy. I think this is the guy we need to start with. I was excited. He was excited. So it, it worked out in both of our capacities. He said, absolutely, let's set up an evening where you meet up with him at hotel. So the plan was... Because this was obviously our kind of first time out the door, our plan was to take photos, text often, but there was no actual live feed video. Biggest concern I had going into this lifestyle with my then partner was I had these fears, the sounds that I would make, actions that I would have, or even a smile or a giggle or anything that came off as something more authentic to the the person I was with rather than my partner. And I really wanted to not hurt him in the whole grand scheme of things. I just really wanted to have him live out his fantasy without hurting him because my biggest fear was that he would somehow watch a video and say, she's never done that for me. I've never heard that sound before. I never seen her arch her back that way oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that's how she is when she's never been that way with me. That was always the biggest fear. And that was actually the part that was really lacking in our relationship because I didn't feel I could have those situations in front of him. And it scared me that I was going to somehow do something that would hurt him. That was the premise of why we decided to do a hotel room, just me and single guy. He would be at home and I would just keep him posted as things were going. How long from vetting to actual hotel moment? It wasn't long. It was a couple weeks, maybe a month. I don't know. It was not long at all. We were very excited. I, I, I will say, if going back to the first guy, if he had called me and said, hey, I really want you to have sex with my wife, it would have been really weird because the doorbell probably would have rang before he finished the <laughs> with my wife. So the fact that they went anyway. Um, <laughs> we booked the hotel room. I walked in. Very awkward to walk into a hotel room with no bags, really nothing, and just be like, here. Then. Now, did you guys walk in together? Or No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He he met me there after the fact. I told him what room it was, so he came in like kind of a backside door. <laughs> it was very weird. Awkward. He walks in the room. What are you wearing? I was still in my work clothes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, hindsight being 2020, I probably should have planned a little better and worn something sexy for when he arrived. But I had also worked with him that day as well, so it wasn't, and we knew we were doing this right after work, really because it's, I have kids at home and this made it the easiest situation possible to just kind of swoop in there after work and, and go. So your job was to keep him <laughs> updated. Did you send the he's almost here text? I uh, sent him before he got there that I was in the room and I was waiting and I sent him that he was on his way. But that was probably the 
last text before any kind of sexual stuff happened. Walk me through what happens. He comes in. There's there's a couple moments of awkwardness just because I think we were just trying to figure each other out for a moment. And then we kissed. Clothes are removed in the kissing and the making out phase of things and lots of touching. And it was very hot to me. This now you have to think is the first time I really felt wanted outside of my marriage by somebody who had actually been chasing me for a little while. This is kind of the fruition of it. It's really coming true for both me. And now I'm also thinking, wow, I can also make some fantasies come true for my husband. You know, that's great. Once we were naked and things were progressing along. We did take some pictures and we sent them. You get him naked. You see his cock for the first time and your immediate thought is, wow. <laughs> it was it was very good. <laughs> it impressed me quite a bit. Not only because of the size, but because of how turned on he was. In fact, it's so nice as a woman to have a hard cock in front of you because it is such a turn on to feel I did that. Either it's my body, it's me, something I did created that. It just boosts your self-esteem to a whole new level when you're talking about somebody who's been married for so long and has not had this feeling in a long, long time I mean, I can't even begin to tell you the high you get off of it, where you're just like, yeah, that's right. I did that. It was it was good in many ways. Size, hardness. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, it does completely. Walk me through the encounter. Obviously, it's been a while. <laughs> just some minor details or the details that have been burned into your memories. We had sex in so many different positions. I came on several different occasions. And if you know me, once I come, it is so hard to get that second orgasm. In this particular situation, we had spent probably five hours, four or five hours just it like fucking on and off and on and off. And it was, I mean, we were taking breaks. It wasn't like we were just straight through, but he may have came twice through the whole thing. But like, I mean, I remember reverse cowgirl. I remember standard, like uh, being on top and then being doggy style. And then, I mean, we were flipping in every different direction. And this was the most sex I had had in years. And just to me, it was like, whoa, I don't even know what's going to happen next. But it was just the excitement of the whole thing. I would come and then we would just like, chill on the bed for a couple minutes and chat. And and then all of a sudden we'd be back at it again. And, he, you know, he had the ability to get me to come and he would stay. I mean, he was hard for a good... There was never a time where I felt like he was not turned on. We had a really great time. Through this whole process, how often are you texting your husband? So that's where it kind of fell flat. In the excitement of it all, it's really hard to stop and take pictures. And it's really hard to stop and make a connection with somebody not in the room. We took a couple pictures. We took a handful of short 
clip videos and we did send those along, but it was just not in the front of my mind to be texting or to ta- be taking pictures or so be taking So you were videos. enjoying yourself. I was enjoying and myself. And focused on the moment. Right. As opposed to... And it's hard to stop in that moment. It is really hard to stop in that moment. And I think that's something that we forget when we're planning these kind of things. You're like, oh yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then best intentions, but still kind of, mm-mm. You finish. He goes to leave. Obviously, if he walked in a side door, you guys didn't walk out holding hands. Correct. (laughs) Before you leave the room, do you text the husband or do you wait until you get in the car or what do you do there? After it was all said and done, I did text the husband and I said, hey, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to hang out here for just a little bit and kind of decompress. It was a whirlwind of emotions and experiences and excitement and I mean it's a lot it's a lot to take in all at once when you're your first journey out there he was okay with it in the moment then as I was driving home um, the text messages became a little um, not so happy and he was a little upset with me that I had spent so long away where he had kind of anticipated this like one or two hour event, which kind of turned into an entire evening event, which I didn't realize was going to happen, but I also didn't want to cut it off either. So you get home, you are greeted by what? The intention was to reconnect. We have children at home, which were not fully asleep yet. When I got home, there was some time that we had had to spend getting the kids to bed. And then by the time we got into bed ourselves, I was rather exhausted. After five hours of fucking, (laughs) I can understand. As horrible as it, as I felt saying I was too tired, I felt that if I was too tired and we had sex and it was not great, that would make this whole evening invalid. And then also... I don't know. I just had this idea that I was going to ruin it by having this exhausted sex. So I unfortunately said that we could not do the reconnection sex that evening. How soon after did you do the reconnection sex? We did the next day. I'm happy that we did the next day because I was much more energized and I was still working off of that high of the night before. However, I think that may have caused some feeling issues on his side of things. He may have kind of gotten stuck in that. Why am I not good enough to reclaim you? How often did you guys (laughs) use this moment in future? This particular moment? Not very often. Oh. (laughs) I mean, there was maybe a couple of the pictures that he liked, but there was another, actually, that happened at the office in a side office. (laughs) (laughs) that um, we did more pictures of, which he found to be more sexy. And we actually recreated that in our bedroom. Now, was that a planned event or did that just kind of happen? That was a semi-planned. So it was a, we went for drinks after work, a, can I stay out a little bit later and hang out? And he said, absolutely. Send me pictures. 
I said, okay. So we went back to the office after drinks, sent several videos and some of the time we spent together in the office. So, And I can say I have seen those videos <laughs> and wow, no wonder that worked for you guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.